Thank you for joining me for today's Beast Watch News Update. News from the Internet's most comprehensive Bible prophecy news website, BeastWatchNews.com. I'm Kimberly Rogers Brown. An explosion of prophetic news erupted this week. More coronavirus lies have come to light, along with the increase in unrest in both Israel and the U.S. I'm going to show you how one of the Book of Revelation's descriptions of the Great Tribulation is now showing up in the news. You're going to want to hear that. And now, Iran is up to something that ain't good. I suspect Iran, China, and Russia are collaborating on a big military strike. Stay tuned for that, but first, Israel's finance minister has told Israelis to be ready to live with the coronavirus for another year. This information ties in with an article I published on March 27, 2020 on the Beastwatch News Forum. I did not publish this on the Beastwatch News website because I had decided to obey Jordan's government restrictions about publishing on the web. Publishing in a private forum was the workaround. The article was titled, The 18-Month Countdown Begins. I speculated in the article that the coronavirus would provide 18 months of cover for the New World Order to get its ducks lined up so that their global changes would then become permanent. Well, Israel's finance minister has now validated that speculation, but this week we also learned that the New World Order may need more time than 18 months. In that report, There were some 18-month periods that popped up. First, Benny Gantz and Benjamin Netanyahu had just made a deal to share the Prime Minister's office in Israel. Netanyahu for 18 months, followed by Gantz getting an 18-month period. It had just been announced that the coronavirus pandemic could last over 18 months. According to a 100-page federal government response plan, Americans had been told to prepare for 18 months of social distancing or until a vaccine was made available. I want to stop here and address that or People need to be prepared for 18 months of this nonsense or until a vaccine is made, according to the news. Well, recent reports have said that no vaccine is forthcoming, may not be forthcoming for a year, and that when it comes, it may not be effective. If it is not effective, then prepare for more, longer nonsense until the New World Order's new global government is in full operation. They are using this time frame of 18 months or until a vaccine is produced to let us know they may not be ready to implement the full-on assault on Earth's citizens. And yes... What I am saying is that what is happening now is the global government preparing for war against us useless eaters. This week we read this from Times of Israel. 
There is little chance of a 100% effective coronavirus by 2021, a French expert warned, urging people to take social distancing measures more seriously. Keep listening because I will reveal what the social distancing is truly doing to people, what its true purpose is in regard to Mystery Babylon. A vaccine is several years in development, said epidemiologist Arnaud Fontenet, a member of the team of scientists advising the government on the crisis. In other words, just know that people could be going through this false flag for more than 18 months before the New World Order's changes will have been fully established. Here is what this Haaretz article titled, Israel Must Be Ready to Live with the Coronavirus for Another Year, Finance Minister says. That what this article has to say is, After seeing the illness figures a week ago, he said, I realized the virus will be with us until we find an effective vaccine. My estimate is that by next June, they will find a vaccine. Times of Israel also reports this week that assumptions of herd immunity to the coronavirus as more people get infected may be wrong. And patients who have suffered one bout of the virus could face reinfection, according to a new study by British researchers that found that people who recover from COVID-19 tend to lose their immunity within several months. A team from King's College in London found that the amount of antibodies in recovered patients' blood was significantly down after three months, meaning they could be vulnerable to reinfection. The study examined 90 patients and healthcare workers at Guy's and St. Thomas's NHS Foundation Trust and found that while 60% of those in the study had a potent antibody response when infected with the virus, that level of effectiveness was only maintained in 17% of people three months later. That means people could catch the virus year after year like the common cold. So now, the New World Order has three ways to keep the coronavirus false flag going. One, no vaccine has been developed yet, and there won't likely be one within the next year. Two, people's natural antibody protection won't work from year to year. And three, coronavirus will come often like the common cold. But unlike the common cold, coronavirus can kill you by attacking your weakest body systems. These situations will be, and are, lies. But these will be used to keep the problem going until the earth has come fully under Satan's mystery Babylon control. You know what that tells me? Coronavirus was manufactured as an ongoing population control method. This week, Natural News warned that regular flu vaccines cause regular flu infection rates to rise in children, and the infections are usually respiratory in nature. 
The New World Order pharmaceuticals have been developing flu viruses to put in vaccines that cause respiratory illnesses. A new study published in the journal Clinical Infectious Diseases finds that children who received inactivated influenza vaccines were 440% more likely to acquire infections of respiratory viral pathogens which are not influenza. With the aggressive push for influenza immunizations now underway, the medical establishment may be setting up children to be extremely vulnerable to coronavirus infections. The study finds that regular flu shots quite literally inactivate parts of the human immune system, rendering the child more vulnerable to coronavirus infections, and regular flu shots make children more susceptible to other respiratory infections as well. That's a good reason to not get your child vaccinated against any flu. The article further says that flu shots, it seems, are one more way the medical establishment can literally murder children and adults, creating widespread vulnerability to the coronavirus pandemic, which will no doubt surge back this fall as regular flu shots work to suppress the immune systems of millions. Recognize that the people pushing flu shots are medical murderers and many are deliberately trying to kill as many people as possible to create demand for the high-profit coronavirus vaccines that are about to be unleashed on America probably before the end of this year, he says. It's the perfect crime. Manufacture vaccines that suppress the immune system right in the middle of a pandemic, causing more infections and deaths by giving the regular flu shot, leading to more calls for mandatory vaccines. And if you're a pharmaceutical company who wants to fill its pockets with a more expensive drug later on, but people are being cured with a less expensive drug, what do you do? You create an artificial shortage of the drug curing the people, of course. Hospitals in Florida and Israel are running out of the wonder drug, remdesivir. Again, from Times of Israel, as COVID-19 cases surge, a drug that is emerging as Israel's new weapon against the virus is running low. And at least two hospitals are unable to get hold of it. Remdesivir, developed in the U.S. and delivered to Israel before much of the rest of the world, has wowed many doctors in recent weeks in its ability to reduce the impact of COVID-19 in serious patients. The drug is quite amazing, as is another increasingly popular medicine, dexamethasone, said Michael Halbertal, general director of Rambam Healthcare Campus in Haifa, saying both are helping doctors manage the second coronavirus wave better than the first. In the U.S., the problem is not supply, but 
inventory location, according to CNN. Dr. Elliot Godofsky doesn't have a single dose of remdesivir for his COVID-19 patients in South Florida. But hundreds of miles away in North Carolina, Dr. Cameron Wolf has doses he does not need right now. Wolf would love to share some of his remdesivir with doctors like Godovsky, given that it's the only drug authorized by the US FDA to treat COVID-19. But as coronavirus makes its way around the United States with surges in some areas and declining numbers in others, there's no mechanism for hospitals to shift the drug where it's needed most. Let's look at the cost of remdesivir to see one reason it has been made to be in short supply. The cost of remdesivir was set in June at $2,340 for a five-day course. StatNews.com carried the report on Gilead Pharmaceutical Company saying since remdesivir became the first medicine shown to have an impact on COVID-19, doctors, politicians, and Wall Street investors have engaged in a tense guessing game. What would its maker, Gilead Sciences, charge for the drug? The answer is that Gilead will charge $2,340 for a five-day course. U.S. insurers, in addition to Medicare and Medicaid, will pay 33% more, or $3,120. Countries in the developing world will get the drug at greatly reduced prices through generic manufacturers to which Gilead has licensed production. The reason? We spent a lot of time and considerable care and discussion about how to approach the pricing of this medicine, Gilead CEO Daniel O'Day told Stat. At this price, it's significantly below the value it brings to patients and to society. There is no doubt of that, in my mind, he said. Gilead Pharmaceuticals is known for a price jabbing of much-needed medications. TheIntercept.com says pharmaceutical companies view COVID-19 as a once-in-a-lifetime business opportunity, said Gerald Posner, author of Pharma, Greed, Lies, and the Poisoning of America, in an interview with TheIntercept.com. And not only is there an artificial shortage of remdesivir in Israel, now Israel is short on ventilators to treat respiratory problems. If you've been keeping up with the alternate news, you already know the respirators themselves may kill people. But Israel has to foment panic. So now Israel is short on life-saving so-called ventilators after having spent a fortune to get them. Some of them were faulty while most were never even delivered according to Haaretz. The defense ministry said it bought medical equipment worth more than 3 billion shekels to battle the coronavirus but out of the 1,700 ventilators purchased only 10% arrived. Some of the ventilators were of poor quality, so Israel has made some attempts to resell them to developing countries. Now, 
there's a clue to what Israelis think about the less fortunate, which the New World Order calls useless eaters. What does Yahweh say? His people are to do justice toward the poor and needy, right? So, yeah, let's take our faulty equipment and sell them to the stupid, useless eaters. They won't be around long anyway, if we have our way. And there is coronavirus chaos in Israel. The Haredi have been rioting and the ultra-Orthodox friends of Netanyahu in the Knesset have been acting all concerned while the Knesset appears to be in an out-of-control spin and working against Netanyahu. All of this is being stirred up and or orchestrated to put Israel in the spotlight for leading the world into global lockdown. It is all nonsense and possibly being done partly to keep Netanyahu out of his own criminal trial. This Haaretz article suggests just that, saying, Some of Netanyahu's critics suspect sinister and nefarious foul play. They don't trust the prime minister and therefore don't believe in coincidences where he's concerned. Netanyahu's warnings this week that the government may order a renewed lockdown comes on the eve of the scheduled resumption of his criminal trial in the Jerusalem District Court on Sunday. His previous court date, originally set for May, was postponed for the same reason and under identical circumstances. Netanyahu last week was given the authority to act alone regarding coronavirus, followed up by a committee vote. Well, this week, Netanyahu and his health minister, Yuli Edelstein, made a decision about reopening swimming pools, but not gyms. The coronavirus committee, however, vetoed that decision and reopened the gyms, too. Israel is busy showing the world what not to do, but its politicians' bumblings are obvious. Benjamin Netanyahu is not a bumbler, and neither are the other members of Knesset. However, they are running around the Knesset building like buffoons so badly that I can imagine them swinging from chandeliers like monkeys. Yes, their bumbling is deliberate because they have to create a new coronavirus wave panic. And it's working worldwide. CNN reports that major protests are breaking out against governments in several countries after coronavirus sparked fury over grievances including economic problems and alleged corruption or incompetence. But here is a Dr. Mercola article exposing the entire hoax that there is even a new wave of coronavirus coming. Here are his main points. Even though the COVID-19 curve has been flattened, mainstream media outlets continue to push doomsday predictions of an impending explosion of deaths, despite the fact that data showing that the COVID-19 fatality rate for those under the age of 45 is almost zero, and between the ages of 45 and 70 is somewhere between half a percent and three percent. 
this seems to show herd immunity is building, which ultimately will help protect the most vulnerable among us. And he asks, why did they want to flatten the curve? The primary justification for the tyrannical government interventions of COVID-19 was to slow the spread of the infection so that hospital resources would not be overwhelmed, causing people to die due to lack of medical care. These interventions were not about stopping the spread or reducing the number of people that would eventually get infected. It was only intended to slow it down so eventually naturally acquired herd immunity, the best kind, would prevent its spread. Well, guess what, Dr. Mercola asks? They have changed the narrative. That is why you now do not hear anything about flattening the curve. Instead, they transitioned the fear-mongering to alarm the public that the number of cases are increasing. Bear in mind, though he says, and this is important, he says, bear in mind that you do not need any test to be classified as a COVID case. All you need is a simple upper respiratory infection, and you can legally be classified as a COVID-19 case to artificially inflate the totals. And the numbers are being inflated. This natural news article explains that an investigation by Orlando Fox News affiliate Fox 35 finds that the Florida Department of Health is reporting suspiciously high positive rates from dozens of COVID-19 testing labs in Florida, often in contradiction to the real numbers that those labs reported to the state. This appears to indicate a massive, coordinated conspiracy by State of Florida workers in the Florida Department of Health who are attempting to sabotage the reopening efforts by wildly exaggerating the number of infections for political purposes. Here, though, is the most important point of Dr. Mercola's article. If the number of COVID cases slides down just a little more, COVID-19 will no longer meet the CDC's criteria for epidemic status. The numbers are being faked to keep the non-pandemic going. So, says Dr. Mercola, The fact that young and middle-aged adults are testing positive in droves is not a warning sign of an impending onslaught of deaths as the risk of death in these age groups is minuscule. Put another way, the sharp increases in cases are not proof of disease spread, but rather the spread of testing When you don't have a test for the infection, you cannot tally positive cases. Hence, it looked like there were virtually no COVID-19 cases in January 2020. The sharp increases in quote-unquote cases are not proof of disease spread, but rather the spread of testing, says Dr. Mercola. 
COVID-19 test data has been so mishandled, and the way the data is compiled has changed enough times that it's virtually impossible to make sense of it at this point. COVID-19 does not pose a threat since deaths continue to drop. And then comes this statement by Dr. Mercola that uses a word we have heard in the news from the start of the coronavirus nonsense. This is the word that is straight out of Apostle John's description of the Great Tribulation. That word is draconian. I almost overlooked it. This week, it hit me. Draconian means dragon-like. Well, whack me upside the head. Coronavirus is being brought to you by the second beast of Revelation, which has already risen to power on the earth. And it is the second beast of Revelation 13 that speaks like a dragon. It is the one with the two lamb's horns. The two lamb's horns on its head are peculiar to Christianity, represented by the U.S., and Judaism, represented by Israel. These are the only two religions that claim the lamb, and these are the only two nations on earth with the power to combine their efforts into becoming this beast. A Google search for the words draconian and coronavirus yielded over 6 million results. Here are just four examples of the word draconian being used to describe coronavirus in the recent news. Attorney General William Barr said current restrictions to mitigate the spread of coronavirus are draconian in a CNN article. Pennsylvania's Governor Tom Wolf talked about draconian measures in this press and journal article. This Times article talked about China's draconian measures last March. Haaretz called Israel's use of counterterrorism surveillance against Israel's citizens draconian, dragon-like. Are you seeing my point? This is just another proof that Apostle John's revelation reads like a newspaper headline. The U.S. and Israel together speak like the dragon. Keep listening. I have some more news before I get to what those masks are meant to accomplish and what you wearing them really means. For now, in this report, it looks like Israel will be locked down for the fall feasts. Sukkot will likely be a no-go this year. This J-Post article says Israelis may be required to stay in their homes for Rosh Hashanah. The government may require Israelis to hold their Rosh Hashanah and other high holy day celebrations with only their nuclear family members, according to a senior official in the health ministry. Although the decision is not formalized or final and will be based on the coronavirus infection rate in the country, the official told the paper that the prevailing assessment now is that it will be inevitable. 
the official said that the assessment is being based made on current trends in Israel and internationally to show the world who's in charge, who's leading the way. The other high holidays, of course, in this article would be Yom Kippur and Sukkot. It is most likely that no one will be going to Jerusalem this entire year. If so, that means Yahweh has put all his people in exile again. Please pay attention to this. Yahweh does things the same way, always. There are seven days, seven feasts, multiples of sevens in the Shemitah years. We understand what is happening because we see the patterns. This year's Jerusalem closing, if it is closed for all seven feasts, will be the seventh exile of Yahweh's people. Count them with me. 1. Abraham was exiled from Canaan to Egypt. And then Jacob, number 2, was exiled to Syria. Then, number three, Jacob was exiled from Canaan to Egypt. The house of Israel was exiled into Assyria. Five, the house of Judah was exiled into Babylon in 597 B.C. Six, the house of Judah was exiled again into the four corners of the earth starting in 70 A.D. And now, seven... Yahweh may be setting up a seventh exile by making Jerusalem off limits, even to those still living in the land. We saw this at Passover, first fruits in Shavuot. The house of Judah was locked down and not able to attend services at the Western Wall. And there were no Gentiles in Jerusalem that could go to the wall. They were not allowed into the city of Jerusalem. If that happens, that will tell us what Yahweh is doing because the seventh exile will precede the Great Tribulation. It will be like a huge flashing neon sign that is unmistakable. J-Post said this week, This year will undoubtedly be known as the year of Corona, but it should also be called the year of the protest. We are now in the midst of the three weeks as we commemorate the dreadful events which resulted in the destruction of both the first and second temples, along with numerous other tragedies such as the Inquisition. Yet these misfortunes did not occur haphazardly in a vacuum. As we recite annually in our prayers of Passover, Shavuot, and Sukkot, Because of our sins, we were exiled from our land. Right. Those events did not happen in a vacuum. They were orchestrated by Yahweh himself. This year, 2020, could be his orchestration of the seventh exile of his people so that the return, also known as the reopening to Jerusalem again will facilitate the rise of Jerusalem as mystery Babylon. This may be Yahweh's way of allowing mystery Babylon to rise. This is why I said last week the 
world's attention is being focused on Israel now. And here is an article on this from Israel Hayom. The health ministry is leaning toward a reinstatement of the closure policy it instituted for Passover of this year for the high holidays, which begin on the evening of Friday, September 18. Senior health ministry officials told Israel Hayom that no final decision has been made and policy for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot would be determined based on how the virus spreads in Israel and numbers of new confirmed cases in the next few weeks. However, the officials said the prevailing assessment right now is that there will be no alternative other than to issue orders to celebrate Rosh Hashanah with the nuclear family alone. World Israel News says it will take a miracle for there to not be a total lockdown. And Times of Israel says there will be no escaping it. One of Israel's lockdown proposals is to enforce a nighttime and weekend curfew. This may be done to ensure Jerusalem will not be closed too early to justify closing Jerusalem for Yahweh's fall feasts. Yahweh's reason for shutting down Jerusalem will not be the same as the Israeli government's. Their reason will have the dragon's, Satan's purpose behind it. We will be shown that the Kabad Kabbalistic Jews are now in full control of Jerusalem and they are preparing for the Antichrist to arrive. The subconscious effect for the global population will result in the understanding that now Jerusalem is in control. Quickly, let's take a look at the U.S. mess. In Texas, People are now being asked to wear their masks in their own homes. But this is not the worst of the mask nonsense. We're going to listen to an audio of a video that I downloaded about what mask wearing actually means to the New World Order. And then I'm going to tell you even more about what those masks are designed to do for you in Mystery Babylon. First, we were told that wearing masks would do more harm than good, which is what the science still supports. But now, even as the COVID-19 pandemic is turning out to be less harmful than the seasonal flu, we are being told to wear the mask. Austin, Texas has threatened a $2,000 fine for those not wearing the mask and have even suggested that we wear the mask while at home. We still need people to wear the mask in public. We still need people to keep social distance and isolation. Ryan, the one thing I want to try to get across today is we need to do that when we're in our homes also. Science tells us that these masks are doing nothing but hurting our natural immune system. So why is it so important that we wear the mask? If one were to look at what is happening as if it were a massive initiation ritual, then things may begin to make more sense. The initiation ritual can be found throughout all of human history. We find it in ancient tribes and religions, all the way up to modern gangs, fraternities, and in the military. 
Psychological studies have taught us how initiation rituals work. Primarily, how they increase a person's desire to conform to the group they are being initiated into. The ritual is almost always the same. First, the initiate is isolated. Their familiar everyday routines are disrupted and their normal rules of living are altered. The initiates are made to look the same. Their heads may be shaved, they may be given matching outfits, or they may be instructed to wear a mask. These techniques symbolically strip the initiate of their unique identity so they can cease seeing themselves as an individual and begin seeing themselves as part of the group. The wearer of the mask loses his previous identity and assumes a new one. The initiate is then subjected to just enough trauma to put them in a mild state of cognitive dissonance. This dissonance puts the initiate into a state of confusion and anxiety. They are now ready to be transformed into a member of the initiating group. In their isolation, thoughts they have ignored or buried for years suddenly become unavoidable. Emotions are triggered, and a new window of thought is opened within the initiate's mind. And in this state, the new normal is introduced. This worldwide initiation ritual is creating a massive separation in humanity. The obedient and the defiant are being drawn apart like a chemistry purification experiment. And it would seem that the obedient ones are being initiated into something. The new normal. The new age. The new world order. A world where science no longer matters. A world where blind obedience is all that is respected. And if this is a worldwide initiation ritual, then we can certainly expect the obedient initiated to be turned against the rest of us. For InfoWars.com, this is Greg Reese. That audio was from InfoWars. Did you know you are being initiated into the new world order and thus being put under its authority, which is centered in Jerusalem? The new world order being Mystery Babylon. These masks are being used to initiate the global population into the new normal of Mystery Babylon. The masks are just one part of the initiation into Egyptian religious mysteries. Hang in here with me while I explain this. I read this insight on haveyounotread.com. The word mystery in the Bible has to do with shutting the mouth as one undergoes a secret religious initiation. Again, it's the idea of silence imposed by initiation into religious rites. Masking has traditionally played a very important role in occult rituals. Among other things, the wearing of the mask over one's mouth is a token of submission, a gesture of your willingness to be subject to others who are not your usual sovereign. But there's more. 
According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, mask wearing is a form of disguise or concealment usually worn over or in front of the face to hide the identity of a person and by its own features to establish another being. That was from the article. Here's my comment. Once initiated into Mystery Babylon, you will have a new identity to Yahweh. He will view you as not His. The masks and social distancing are starting the process of initiating the global population to fall under the jurisdiction of Jerusalem. The mark of the beast and worshipping the Antichrist's image will come at the end of the initiation process. Mystery Babylon is a government of religious initiatory rituals which come right out of Egypt, not Babylon as most people think. The scriptures tell us where the ancient Israelites got their religion. Ezekiel 23 is the chapter about two sisters, Ahola the elder and Aholibah her sister. That's in verse 4. Samaria is Ahola and Jerusalem is Aholibah. Yahweh is talking about the house of Israel and the house of Judah in Ezekiel 23. Speaking about the house of Israel, Yahweh said in verse 8, She, the house of Israel, hasn't left her prostitution since leaving Egypt. For in her youth they lay with her, they caressed her youthful nipples, and they poured out their prostitution on her. In verse 11 we read, Her, the house of Israel's sister, Aholibah, the house of Judah, saw this. Yet she, the house of Judah, was more corrupt in her lusting than she, the house of Israel's, and in her, the house of Judah's, prostitution, which was more depraved than the prostitution of her sister, the house of Israel's. Let me reread that using just the two houses. The house of Israel's sister, the house of Judah, saw what the house of Israel did, yet the house of Judah was more corrupt in the house of Judah's lusting than the house of Israel. And the house of Judah's prostitution, which was more depraved than the prostitution of the house of Israel. Where did the house of Judah's prostitution come from? Egypt, not Babylon, according to Ezekiel. And he was writing from Babylon. Ezekiel 23:19 Yet she the house of Judah multiplied her the house of Judah's prostitution remembering the days of her youth in which she had played the prostitute in the land of Egypt You see Israel never got Egypt out of their hearts that is true all the way to today this is important to understand because Egypt's mystery religions 
are the basis of all later mystery rites all over the earth. Mystery religion began in Egypt, not Babylon. Nimrod's Babylon created religious myths. But it was in the hands of the Egyptians that those myths became religious mysteries. It is important for our understanding that we know this. The Kabbalah is believed to have originated in Babylon. Oh, nay, nay. Its origins are in the mystery religions of Egypt. Kabbalah simply developed more within the Jewish psyche during the Babylonian captivity because the Babylonian and Persian religions were influenced by Egyptian culture and its mystery religions. The Kabbalah's mysteries have continued to develop in the hands of Jewish rabbis until now. Christianity is full of it, but not just Christianity. The Kabbalah has reached into the hearts and minds of those who subscribe to neither Christianity or Judaism. Kabbalah is the mystery religion of agnostics and is the basis for today's New Age movement, Satanist practices, and the occult. Kabbalah is so wicked, I can't even express it. Is it any wonder that Yahweh calls Jerusalem mystery Babylon? No, he is telling us that the Jews are still involved with Egypt in their hearts. And what about Christians? I have said for years that Christianity is the false doctrine that replaced Jeroboam's golden calf worship. That golden calf came out of Egypt with them at Mount Sinai and extended its hooves all the way to Jeroboam's time and to the present. And Christianity is where much, but not all, of the house of Israel is. Remember that Ahola, the house of Israel, never came out of Egypt either. This is why the second beast of Revelation is a Judeo-Christian beast whose headquarters is Jerusalem and her new religion of the earth is called mystery Babylon this new religion that is coming will combine Egyptian mysteries with a Babylonian government system let me repeat that this new religion that is coming combines Egyptian religious mysteries with a Babylonian government system. Have you not read dot com further says the Jews have opened the ancient books and they're unleashing the rituals in the final days. And the worst part is this. It's actually working. People are falling for it because of the sheer depth and breadth of the deception. And all of this over a virus with a 98.5% survival rate. Talk about putting people into a global trance, the article says. Social distancing and mask wearing are two of the stages of initiation into the Egyptian mystery religion, the Kabbalah. 
this article explains about that more. It says there are basically four stages to an isolation ritual. Stage one is isolation for purification. You're cut off from the normal and thrust into a new normal. We've been hearing about the new normal, new normal, right? That's completely different. That, you know, that normal is completely different than your past. Number two, surrender to the new normal. This often involves being given a token gift. Think stimulus check, he says here. Leading the initiate to believe he's being well taken care of by his new overlords. So, there's no need to rebel against the new order one is being initiated into. Stage three, sacrifice. No gift can be given without something being taken. In this case, your dignity, your sovereign independence, your voice, your individual power on this earth as a representative of the word of the Most High God. All of these things and more are being taken from you in exchange for the cold comfort, quote unquote, of a new way in a new world. And stage four, submission. Think mandatory vaccines, social tracing, the willing acceptance of new rules for a new world order. And I will add, think mark of the beast. Folks, please see what's coming. And now let's turn our attention to America's coming revolution. There is war coming to America, and it looks an awful lot like the Revolutionary War or the Civil War with all of that chaos. But in fact, America's war is a global war. Antifa and BLM are now all over the globe because America's war is not really America's war. It is the New World Order Judeo-Christian Beasts War to bring in the new normal, which includes a new global mystery religion that you have to be initiated into. And the final stage of that is taking the mark of the beast. Remember this, though. The real war for independence in our world will soon be fought in Armageddon. That final battle will free Yahweh's people from Satan's kingdom on earth. Armageddon will be our war of independence. But before we see that one, others will come before. And now another dragon and two bears. China, the dragon, and Iran, one of the two bears, are up to something. Russia is the other bear, and it is allied with Iran's bear, and so it also is up to something behind the scenes. Israel is also up to something. Iran has suffered several mysterious pun intended, explosions at its nuclear facility in recent weeks. 
FirstPost.com says an explosion at Iran's top nuclear facility in Natanz two weeks ago damaged the structure where centrifuges were assembled and has been attributed to Israeli sabotage. There have also been explosions at two power plants, a chlorine gas leak at a chemical plant and an explosion at a missile production factory at a military complex in Tehran. Some Iranian officials have said privately that they suspected that at least some of the fires and explosions were part of a U.S. and Israeli military campaign against Iran. But no official has publicly said whether any of the incidents are linked or blamed any country or group for them. Some analysts speculate that various enemies of the Iranian government, not just the U.S. and Israel, but possibly domestic groups as well, may be seizing the opportunity to stoke chaos. And now... A large fire has broken out at an Iranian shipyard in the city of Boucher, burning seven ships. According to FirstPost.com, the shipyard fire in which seven ships were set ablaze followed dozens of recent fires and explosions across Iran's forests, factories, and military and nuclear facilities in the past three months that have rattled ordinary Iranians. Iranian officials have said that some of the episodes may have been acts of sabotage but blamed weather, accidents, and equipment malfunctions for the others. Hmm. The strange silence from Iran is of utmost concern. Iran usually yells very loudly over the smallest incident, but now we see that Iran has not made a peep. Why? The reason in firstpost.com is given not responding to sabotage, risks appearing weak and vulnerable while retaliating could set off a military confrontation which could be costly and painful. Some officials also fear that a war could improve Donald Trump's re-election prospects. Hence, the government has said little about the fires and explosions that have damaged a military base in Berjand, the state broadcasting headquarters in Tehran, a port near Bandarlinga, a steel plant in Hawaz, and a petrochemical plant in Mashartakan, to name a few episodes that took place over just five days last month. Instead, the Iranian government is embracing what one official calls strategic patience. Iran is neither prepared nor wants a war, Abdi said. The reason it won't even acknowledge publicly that they are sabotage is to save face and not be cornered into a response. But if the attacks escalate, Analysts said a military response would be inevitable. There's that word again. This is uncharacteristic response from Iran, and I don't believe for a minute that the Iranians are afraid that Donald Trump will win the election. Something else is going on, and it turns out that Iran and China have quietly drafted a sweeping economic and security partnership
that would clear the way for billions of dollars of Chinese investments in energy and other sectors, undercutting the Trump administration's efforts to isolate the Iranian government because of its nuclear and military ambition. The partnership detailed in an 18-page proposed agreement would vastly expand Chinese presence in banking, telecommunications, ports, railways, and dozens of other projects. In exchange, China would receive a regular and, according to an Iranian official and an oil trailer, trader, rather, heavily discounted supply of Iranian oil over the next 25 years. The document obtained by the New York Times also describes deepening military cooperation, potentially giving China a foothold in a region that has been a strategic preoccupation of the United States for decades. It calls for joint training and exercises, joint research and weapons development, and intelligence sharing, all to fight the quote-unquote lopsided battle with terrorism, drug, and human trafficking, and cross-border crimes. Uh, no. They have plans for Israel and the U.S. And remember, China and Iran are also jointly going after full control of the Middle East, Europe, and Africa through the Silk Road Initiative with Russia involved, the second bear. Two of the U.S.'s top strategic threats are getting closer and closer within the scope of the New Silk Roads, according to this website. The leading 21st century project of economic integration against Eurasia, the deep state will not be amused, it says. Folks, Iran, China, and Russia's Silk Road project you know, the dragon and the two bears. Silk Road Project paves the way for easy access to the Megiddo Valley in Israel for the Armageddon battle. The Silk Road also provides a counter to the rise of Jerusalem as Mystery Babylon, the world's economic center. Tehran wants to be the world's economic center and for Shiite Islam to be the world's religion. And by the way, the Shiites have an Antichrist coming too. He is called Mahdi. Coronavirus is locking everyone down, destroying the economy, and initiating everyone into Mystery Babylon's secret religion for the purpose of getting the sheeple to take the mark of the beast and worship his image. Everyone will be deceived by it except Yahweh's elect. Meanwhile, while everyone is looking over there at coronavirus, Iran, China, and Russia are preparing for a huge future war, both economic and military, a war that will destroy America, 
and could destroy Yahweh's Israel except for the fact that Yeshua will come riding to the earth to save us because if he didn't, everyone would die. Take heart, my friends. Yeshua is coming and probably sooner than many people think, but not soon enough for those who want him to rule and reign over us. That's it for this Beast Watch News update. This is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off. Click over to BeastWatchNews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of days Bible prophecy.